This episode of the Applegate Experience is brought to you by being all that you can be, not in the army, but being you to share your life experiences with everyone, your friends, your family, and even strangers. Share a smile, share your optimism, live life healthy, be well for yourself, make some changes. Give 51% and get back to the show. All right. How's everybody going on this Tuesday? Or whatever day and time you guys are experiencing life, love, and happiness. Thank you once again for joining me. I'm taking a few minutes out of my morning as I got through my morning email routine and I am looking forward to a fantastic Tuesday. It's about seven o'clock AM and uh, here it is the 21st of May. Thank you for joining me, by the way. Ah, feeling good. I've got this uh, new microphone pop filter on here and that's sounding pretty good. And if you didn't catch the live stream yesterday, uh, be sure to check it out. And I did a little unboxing live with the uh, with the pop filter, and uh, still smells a little bit. I let it out gas overnight, and I was expecting some of the aromatics uh, to dissipate, but uh, I guess with the uh, the materials and the process of manufacturing, uh, it's going to take some time for that to uh, to go away. But for the most part, thank you for joining me. If you're on Facebook. Uh, please leave a comment below and give me a thumbs up. Let me know that the audio is coming in pretty good. I never know with Facebook. And I think with the microphone uh, currently on YouTube, it's also coming through. Looks like the signal is uh, picking up uh, the microphone as well. So <clears throat> hoping all is well with that. And a, uh, yeah, fantastic morning. So. I've got a lot ahead of me and I'm going to be taking care of some, uh, some business as usual and reaching out uh, some, to some additional prospects and these entail communications with architect architectural firms and uh, design firms for signage. And if you're in the area, uh, Baltimore, DC, Northern Virginia market, and you're looking to have uh, signage uh, and graphics uh, for your clients as well as incorporating them into your architectural drawings um, I'm your guy so working on that this morning and I'll be getting into the office a little bit this uh, later this morning and uh, after I get the kids off onto the bus so working uh, early and, and until the wife gets back I'm putting in a few hours remotely in the man cave here so um, it's been an interesting and unique situation getting things uh, situated in the studio here and uh, uh, getting getting some work done. So making sure that uh, I'm bringing home the bacon at the same time as playing Mr. Mom. So what occurred to me this morning, and I haven't thought about it very much, was all the stuff that we've accumulated over the years, particularly be between the year 2012 and 2015. So between a two and three year period, 
when we were renting the house in Walkersville, we were able to make ends meet through a dire attempt to, uh, um, after after a partnership had dissolved, to to pay the utility bills, and we focused on antiques and collectibles, and there are many items in in the basement in our storage that are just collecting dust and most of these items are for sale they're currently listed on ebay on e-commerce websites uh, including etsy and ebay and so forth but uh, the sales have declined tremendously especially over the last two to three years so when we bought the house in Shangri-La, we simply packed up our inventory from the residence in Walkersville and made our trek 12 miles north into the mountains. And we had about, I'd say, 70 to 80 boxes of fragile items, antiques, collectibles, porcelain, glass, art glass from Murano, Chinese porcelain from the Qing Dynasty. And these things were highly valuable, highly collectible. And we could sell a vase that uh, would auction for $10,000. And after 2013's sales on eBay, there was a very interesting realization that Uncle Sam, of course, wants his cut. We found a lot of these items at yard sales, garage sales, estate sales, and most of the time we paid cash. In antique stores, we paid tax. And we never had a resale certificate uh, issued for, for selling, buying and selling because we were just doing it on the side as a hobby. Hence the gold crown antiques and collectibles uh, venture that spurred between 2012 and and later. But many years later, we do have, and we continue to have antiques and all types of bronze sculptures, Murano art glass from the 1950s, and uh, McCoy pottery and uh, highly sought after things that I think we pretty much wiped the market clean within a hundred mile radius of northern Frederick County, Maryland. And every time we frequent a antique shop anymore, it's very uncommon to actually find any of these particular items that Uh, we found our niche in reselling. So what does this mean? Besides the inventory that we continue to hold and the limited exposure that we're we're getting anymore on eBay simply because the market is flooded with garbage, especially when it's art glass that you can find at home goods and pass it off as an authentic art piece 
which was manufactured somewhere in China less than a year ago, compared to Fulvio Bianconi and different artists from Murano, Italy that actually had apprentices and took time and effort and, and pride in their creations from the 1950s and 60s. And it was a it was a, an attempt over so many years to to train ourselves in educating uh, ourselves in all of the <clears throat> different ways of identifying and and experiencing these these ventures that we would go every weekend with the kids uh, in their strollers and Nate's not going to be able to experience it as as much as you know a toddler uh, as com compared to his older brother and sister that every weekend we would go to a garage sale a yard sale an estate sale an antique store and we would drive hundreds of miles every weekend to scour the shelves for 14 16 hours being out on the road and we don't do that anymore we haven't done it since uh since we bought the house here in Shangri-La. But there is some inventory that that exists and it's it's collecting dust. And we have a substantial inventory that um, that we could relinquish and we could sell at a yard sale an estate sale if we if we label it as that I don't want people walking through my house in fact I don't feel like dragging stuff out into the yard onto the deck into the driveway along the sidewalk with signs and banners that attract people to want to wheel and deal for five and seven dollars a piece because some of these items are hundreds if not thousands of dollars in value and we took so many years to accumulate this and it's also been very beneficial for us to to have done so because we are in a difficult time between 2012 and 2015 and until I landed my position with SMI in 2014 it was a it was a tremendous struggle and the recent experiences within the last several weeks with the in-laws former partners have uh, resurfaced tensions have arose and my wife is now currently dealing with my brother-in-law who I have not spoken to since August 10th 2012 not a word and when you have tensions in the family and you have toxic relationships that you're exposing yourself to for long durations of time how difficult it is to relieve yourself from that position to get yourself out of this experience that is truly 
detrimental and it's obliterating all of your ambitions and your goals in achieving greatness. And I realized on that day, I think it was a Tuesday, I'm not sure, after a family brawl ensued, and I never share this with anybody. This is the first time I'm being vocal about it. Just thinking about a garage sale is is bringing up this this emotion, this angst, and I want to have it off my chest because if you have years and years of pent up anxiety and dissuasion and exposure to these toxic elements, whether it be environmental or a poor diet or just failing health over the years, it just becomes something that erodes your soul and you don't have as much initiative to wake up in the morning and hit the ground running. So I think all the time about what it is I need to do to improve my, my stance. And <clears throat> I'm slowly but surely uh, enhancing my position here. And I know for sure that I'm, I'm setting myself up to win. No matter how much uh, backlash I receive, no matter how many uh, trolls are on the internet who just say this guy's, uh, he's got an agenda. He's trying to pitch his, uh, his brands and I'm being blocked on subreddits for simply sharing a health and wellness post in, you know, just getting, getting the word out there. So word of mouth is the best advertising in any market, in any industry. So it starts within your circle of influence. If you've got the ability to be vocal about what it is you're passionate of, and you have the ability to persist and persevere and continue in focusing your energy and your efforts on getting past these obstacles and just eliminating all the toxic relationships whether it be a significant other or a sibling, a family member, a close friend, for many years, it could be something that is nagging you from lighting that next cigarette. Cut it out. If you go to the grocery store, avoid the bag of chips, for God's sake. Unless if you know that it's something that you are allocating a very small, minuscule, insignificant portion in your overall totality. If you think about it on a graph, a pie chart, and you've got 95% of your effort, energy, and expenditures on something that is beneficial, 
whether it's an exercise routine or a lifestyle or just an overall healthy diet. You should also accompany all this with a positive outlook on things. Others, they just cannot get past the conundrums and daily issues that are facing each and every one of us. And this is the reason why I've created this podcast and this personal branding simply so I can share it because whether it's 12 or 15 minutes in the morning or 30 minutes on my commute home where I'm broadcasting such personal and intimate details of my life, you could care less for the most part. But I do invite each and every one of you to reinvent yourselves. And uh, that's where Cherry Lane comes in. Visit cherrylane.associates for more information. I mean, that's that's my pitch. And this is the Applegate experience. What is the Gibson experience? The Brezza experience? The Cavani experience? What are your experiences? I'd love to hear it. It's very rare that I get out and shake your hand and we have a powwow, chit-chat, a discussion, something constructive that develops and ensues from an initial social media post that leads to a networking event, which leads to a partnership and an investment, and then snowballs and escalates into something tremendous. So... You gotta, you gotta wake up and understand that the decisions that you make will have consequences years down the road. For a pottery item that I picked up at a yard sale in 2012 that's sitting on my shelf in my storage, not 10 feet away from me, is influencing a decision I'm going to be making for the time spent with my children on Memorial Day weekend. Should I have a yard sale on Memorial Day weekend? Perhaps. With your help, I might be able to make that decision. I have not done so just yet. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's something I'm open to. I'm usually the attendee who pursues in the past a yard sale. Yeah, I would go garage sailing quite frequently. And I'd wheel and deal and bargain and get things at 90% off the retail price. And I'd sell it in an instant. Within an hour, sometimes these items would be listed on eBay and sold and boxed and in the USPS postal box within an hour for an item that I pick up for five dollars. 
and I'd sell it for $500. And you can do this at Goodwill. How many awesome deals? Sid Dickens memorial plaques, for God's sakes, here in Shangri-La. A set of three plaster plaques for a dollar a piece. Are you kidding me? Are we looking at the same thing here that people are selling on eBay for $700 a piece? And I've got three of them in my hand. That's the exciting thing about the market. Cryptocurrency, just the same. Are you kidding me? Can I get this cryptocurrency coin token for one one thousandth of a penny? I'm going to buy 80 million of these things. I'm going to hold on to it. 80 million. If it goes to still a penny, think about it. What is the value that somebody's willing to pay you for a product or service? How are you selling yourself? How are you communicating all these efforts? It's interesting. It's very intriguing because I spent years doing this and in the good old days in 2002, when I was parked behind a desk next to a telephone, I couldn't even pick it up to make a call because I didn't know my script. How am I supposed to sell a house? A $5 million mansion. How the hell am I supposed to sell this thing if I can't even talk right? You got to be confident and sell yourself. Understand your product. Be knowledgeable about each and everything that you do in your 24 hours of breathing. So that's it for my morning rant. Thank you for joining me on the Applegate Experience. Be sure to follow me on social media at the Applegate Experience on Instagram. Stephen Applegate on Twitter, Applegate Management pretty much everywhere else. I'm on LinkedIn. Most of you who are connecting with me on Facebook, friends and family, colleagues, old classmates, thank you so much. Your support is tremendously appreciated. Bitcoin is accepted, by the way. But uh, for now, just remember to live life healthy and... Uh, be well. I invite you, each and every one of you, to reinvent yourselves. Visit cherrylane.associates for more information that will land you on the Facebook page. Thanks. What's going on, everybody? Stephen Applegate here, coming to you once again at 7.56 a.m. as I'm sitting in the car waiting for the bus for the children to be on their way. It is the 21st of May 2019. It is 60 degrees Fahrenheit. What a pleasant morning it is. Children walking by the automobile with their backpacks and shorts on. Perfect time of year. Beautiful. Oh, there goes the bus. Let's get this machine cranked up, shall we? This allows me about another 90 seconds 
for that bus to make its rounds through the neighborhood and I think it stops at the far end and does about a circle seven-eighths of a mile something like that and comes back through the cul-de-sac picks up about another 10 or 12 children some of which are still sitting Indian style including my own thank you for joining me on the Applegate Experience podcast by the way please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as liking the Facebook page the Applegate Experience is for your ears only but I do invite you and each and every one of you to reinvent yourselves down Cherry Lane. Please visit cherrylane.associates for more information about living life healthy and all kinds of uh, interesting news and information as it pertains to healthy decisions in life and uh, getting things set straight so that you can achieve your wildest dreams. And I think about how much I talk about this initiative and really focusing my efforts on reinventing myself as it's nearly 10 months into the works. And I really have pivoted 180 degrees on my daily activities, my outlook on things, and I've been focusing more and more on eating healthy, preparing foods the last five weeks that are tailored, plant-based, and healthy, low saturated fat, very low carbs, no carbs for the most part. Every once in a while, I have a whole wheat penne pasta that I'll throw in the saucepan and and simmer up but uh, let's throw this sucker into drive shall we and be on our way wave to the kids bye kids have a great day you wonderful souls you get this thing up to highway speeds shall we (laughs) see this format's a little bit different as I'm going through this routine regularly with this microphone strapped to my chin and oh I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this guy I'm gonna beat him I'm gonna beat him oh yes I did 18 wheeler I'm not gonna get stuck behind that guy on the jug handle a lot of situations you've got a yield and a merge getting onto many roadways and it's kind of awkward in many situations where people aren't, just aren't sure what to do and how to proceed. Except in this situation, and I'm literally an eighth of a mile getting onto the highway here. And uh, the road noise isn't significant whatsoever. The, the road is elevated from our development um, nearby. And unless if there's an 18-wheeler engine braking, there really isn't much sound coming from the highway. But on the Maryland roads, we've got these little ridges just off the shoulder, and it allows you to pretty much get back in your lane. 
So here, I'll give you guys a little taste of what it, what it sounds like. There you go. That, one of those things, right? Those ridge lines that give you a nice audible signal there that you're straying askew at highway speeds. And new, growing up in New Jersey, we did not have these on our roads that I'm aware of. Maybe it's something new, perhaps? Maybe, maybe the National Transportation Highway Administration, whatever those organizations are, have enforced these regulations to utilize these systems and this technique of you know, safety, enforcement and all that. But I think they're great. A lot of people, they're just looking down with their phones and you know, there's no trigger for them to get back in their lane. So I think it's great. But a lot of these yield signs are on these ramps and merger areas on the roads that facilitate the flow of traffic in a certain way. And you should yield um, pretty much to the vehicles coming to the left, from the left. And a lot of times these cars will not be quite certain of that. And most of the time it has to do with a failure of utilizing the turn signal. So if a vehicle, for example, wants to cross a lane of traffic, oncoming traffic, they should have their turn signal on turning left, correct? And those who are continuing straight should not have any turn signal on whatsoever, right? So that would spur the opposing traffic to cross after it is clear. But if that vehicle, that oncoming vehicle, wants to merge onto this jug handle or shoulder or ramp or whatever it may be and do, does not use the turn signal then that vehicle is just sitting there because they assume the vehicle is going to go straight but then I've experienced a lot of people there you know making that turn and then they wait so it creates um, a situation that's very difficult especially when you're going any speed and have to come to a complete stop, right? And if there is a halt in the flow of traffic and people are, you know, just frustrated and experiencing these delays simply because somebody forgot or failed to signal their turn, all hell breaks loose. And then there's road rage and people are frustrated and get to work uh, aggravated and so forth. So please be cognizant of these situations and use your turn signal for God's sakes. <laughs> and stay in your lane if you're going to be checking your smartphones, cell phones. Just don't be texting and driving while you're at it. If you do utilize a hands-free technique. You can have a speech-to-text app that may be on your smartphone, whether it be iOS or Android. So I utilize that sometimes where I'm actually dictating 
to the phone, especially if I have to respond to an email, if I'm stuck in traffic and I'm just going five miles an hour, sometimes I'll glance down. But for the most part, hands-free, always. I mean, I'm driving down the road right now, my hands are on the steering wheel. Beginning in 2015, when I started with the Snapchat, I was utilizing a hands-free technique uh, with a Bluetooth wireless shutter remote and would snap and drive by you know, keeping my hands on the wheel. And that was the spur of this Applegate experience extravaganza where I was doing exactly what I'm doing now except eight or ten seconds at a time and I would just do one after another after another and I would have this Snapchat story and now it's trickled down into all these other social media applications including Facebook, Instagram, and so forth. And you've even got live streaming which is becoming more and more prevalent especially when no one's concerned uh, with their data plan being exceeded. And I, in about a year, the past year, uh, increased my data plan to unlimited because I knew that we were going to utilize these uh, devices in the RV going out on road trips and we can stream on the Chromecast um, to the television that's mounted on the inside cabinets and we can just kind of lounge and uh, have all the luxuries of a home, not disconnect, which most cases would be the, probably the best thing to do if you're on a camping trip, right? Pop up a tent and uh, you rough it, right? But these days it's very difficult to disconnect, to get away from it all and just shut it off. Shut down all the bells and whistles. Ding, 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 ding. Are you a stock market trader? Are, are you on Wall Street of all places? What are these tickers, you know, ticker tapes that uh, you're waving for a, a bid and ask, right? Gone are the days. These stock trading floors are no longer inundated with human beings flaring their arms up in the air, executing orders, it's all electronic. You've got robots doing these jobs now. And in fact, if, if human existence f ceased to persist, our stock market systems would continue to trade until they crashed. Because the algorithms are, are situated in, in such a manner that it requires very little to no human interaction to interact with other electronic systems and algorithms. Artificial intelligence. And what a world we live in when you can just sit back, relax, jump in the back seat for a sandwich, and let your automobile carry you from point A to point B while you execute all your other duties. Some of these systems have become very expensive, but as they become mainstream and more commonplace, the costs obviously decrease, and that's just the nature of the markets. 
in the industries that at some point in time are new and expensive and exciting, but ultimately could become commonplace. And I look forward to the days where every automated system in the household and in our workplace will really facilitate more and more of our leisure time in addition to our work duties. So I've, I've really got to crank up the selling machine here, folks. I'm, I'm looking at the numbers, right? In my personal situation, in my nine to five job, and many of you are in a very similar situation, whereas you're faced with a dilemma. Either you sell or you starve. And if you don't utilize technology, you're going to suffer. So here I am. I have to embrace it. I have to utilize social media. I have to crank up this content to be able to attract attention to myself, to my businesses, to my partners, to my affiliates, and all these networks that keep my lights on at home. Paying the water bill yesterday, I got it coming in and I'm paying it going out. So what do I do? I limit my time in the shower, right? I get in, I get out, I, I just, I wash all, all the relevant areas of my body in such a quick and fanatical effort to just jump in, jump out. And the first thing that comes to mind was an old high school girlfriend, right? High school sweetheart whose father, Vietnam veteran, was trained to do the same exact thing. And for whatever reason, it just sticks with me to this day. Jump in the shower. Sometimes it's ice cold. I don't even turn the, the heat on the damn water. Other days, I'm a little bit more lethargic, so I've got the temperature cranked up. By the way, I look forward to the days where you can set your thermostat on your smart shower to be set at the perfect temperature, 78 degrees, 87 degrees, perhaps, maybe even 92 degrees. Just make sure it's not 98 degrees. <laughs> or boiling. Because you're gonna, you're gonna suffer some first, second degree burns there. A lot of your boilers should be set no greater than 100 and 105, something like that. God forbid you've got a baby or a small child who you know, is scolded in the shower. So get in, get out, get the job done. Wash as quickly as possible. And if it's bath time, the children like to splash around and take 20 minutes to do so, which is fine. But when you've got a full tub and you've got three kids, 
How many gallons of water is that? And you don't think about it when you're small until you've got a utility bill in front of you and you're like, why am I paying $300 for water? Holy crap. So my daughter asks me yesterday, can Ava come over to play? Sure. What do they do? They turn on the hose and the water's just spewing out from the spigot <clears throat> for an hour. And 45 minutes into it, I'm like, all right, I'm down in the man cave. I hear the water going through the pipes because I've got that water main coming in right over my head. And you could see it in the video on the Applegate Experience podcast. Right over Ben Franklin's shoulder. So I've, I've got the meter running. And the kids are just enjoying themselves. Having a good old time. Frolicking in the grass. With the water spewing in a geyser format that is so carefree and so reminiscent of, of childhood. And they're in their bathing suits and it's, it's 80 degrees outside and they're having a good old time. Not a care in the world until dad says, shut it off. Shut it off, please. Just come on. I just paid $300 for the water. <laughs> Why is it $300? It's quarterly, by the way. But still, calculate it. $100 a month. You got four weeks, so $25 a week. So if you got 30 days, that's about $3.33 a day that I'm paying, which is not too shabby. You can go to the grocery store and pay $3 for your Evian. Or your smart water, for that matter. In addition to flushing the toilet at home. So, in the scheme of things, it's not too bad. I, I understand that at least my efforts in mitigating the usage is going to facilitate one way or another. Not even goes as far as to limiting how many flushes down the toilet. So the kids will flush every time they, they touch that, uh, that toilet. But Jake, and I've mentioned it to, to him in the past, I said, listen, if it's, if it's a 1.5 gallons per flush, which doesn't seem like a lot, but if he's going four to five times a day, that's five, six, seven gallons for him to urinate. So these systems in place, these antiquated toilet systems are highly inefficient. And I gotta give props to Bill Gates looking to reinvent 
these systems, especially for third world countries, where water is such a scarcity. And I said that with an Irish accent. Scarcity. Are you happy with your lifestyle, Nicker? Nickerbocker. Put on your wee bit kickers and your overalls and be on your way. Don't know why I went down that path. But, yeah, again, it's just shit that comes to mind. This is the Applegate experience. I mean, most people have to deal with this. These are first world problems. And looking at watching Casey Neistat's video yesterday of a $58.75 million apartment complex, ap apartment for that matter, studio apartment, uh, 1,487 feet above New York City, looking over the skyline. Why? Why, Casey? Is it for the views? Absolutely. He's making a living. He's, he's getting out of New York after 18 years. Good for you, Casey Neistat. But it took, it took so much to do more to, to go from washing dishes and having these jobs that are such a struggle to make ends meet until you find yourself, until you rediscover who you are when you contemplated your existence as a child, looking up at the stars and just wondering, who are you? Who, what is going on? Why am I having these thoughts? And just not being able to comprehend the vastness of the universe. And until this awakening moment, this aha ability to say, oh my goodness, that's incredible. That's how you're supposed to do it. I'm figuring it out. There's a rhythm. There is a pattern in which the mathematics of the universe are working in my favor. Because there's an ebb and flow. There's a, the ability to clock in, clock out, to make each of the ends meet somewhere in this balance, balancing act. So act the part and fake it until you make it, if you have to. But at least start with the optimistic attitude, the ability to say, I can do this and I will do this. I'm going to make it happen. Because if I don't, everyone's going to suffer. Starting with me. And you may be going it alone. You may be the solo act here in this leading role. with no one else to rely on, 
no one else to support. And the thoughts of not having any reason to live might be crossing your mind. God forbid. The sense of purpose, the sense of well-being, this ability to to kind of justify the efforts or lack thereof. Some people just skate by with very little, the skin of your teeth. What position are you in? I invite you to reinvent yourself. Down Cherry Lane. Visit cherrylane.associates for more information. Drop me a line. Follow me on social media. Twitter, Applegate Health. Stephen Applegate. On Instagram, Stephen Applegate MD, or the Applegate Experience for that matter. Applegate Management everywhere else. This is me being me, just open and frank. It's facilitating my my efforts. It's really kind of fueling my ambition so I can get into the office in the next six minutes and I can smile at everyone and say, how is everybody doing this morning? And guaranteed you'll get a couple snarky attitudes. Unfortunately, you'll get people who just won't respond to you. They won't even acknowledge you. They're succumb to tunnel vision because they've got nothing else to look forward to than the next task at hand. Take the 30,000 foot point of view and and evaluate all of the opportunities that exist from that perspective as opposed to your cubicle desk right now in front of that computer monitor or if you're listening on a smart speaker in the comfort of your home perhaps or driving down the road and you've got your Bluetooth enabled smartphone on your car speakers wherever you are and if you're in fact listening to this broadcast over the airwaves and from the internet of things just remember you've got a decision to either say yes or no and if your boss comes to you and asks you can you do this you'll be inclined to say yes but occasionally you might have to decline simply because it is not in the best interest of either party or you have more information that needs to be acknowledged and executed and sharing your experience with others you're able to collaborate and to facilitate 
relationships in business and industry and in your personal life as well. There's a give and take. If you've got 49% to give and you're taking 51% out of the equation, you're in a losing battle. Try to give a little bit more than half. If you have the opportunity to do so. If it's going to be 50-50, things are going to get tiresome. There's not going to be... There's not going to be a balance for very long. If the relationship is toxic and you're giving more effort than benefiting in what you receive, at some point there's going to be a break. It could be a breakup from your high school sweetheart whose father takes cold showers within three minutes, 120 seconds or so on average. which could save you 15% or more by switching. Thanks again, folks. It was tremendous, these 30 minutes and change, to share my experience with each and every one of you. Remember to live life healthy, make it a great day, and uh, be well of all things. You can make a difference in someone's life today. So share your optimism, share your experience with others. I'd love to hear your story as well. Let me know if we can get you on the podcast. <laughs>